You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. And him, Michael Malta, the king of pop, KOP. Don't forget again, go to his website. I did repeat that. I don't want to repeat it again. If you want me to, I'm going to repeat it again to you. Okay? www.kopproductions.com You understand what I mean? Hi, Mike. This is Kristen Emhoff. I hope you're doing well. I want to thank you for having me on the show to speak on behalf of my dad, Michael Malta, known to many in the movement as the King of Pot. I also want to thank you for campaigning for him and keeping his name alive since his death almost a decade later. And I want to thank all you guys for supporting me over the years, that's for sure. It's, you know, one person that made it happen in the Boston area for me was uh, Mike Cannon. Uh, if it wasn't for him, you guys wouldn't have probably known of me because I was doing a lot of shit nationally and he didn't even know of me. And you already know that story, but uh, I hope to be able to do a lot more with him in the future. And I hope now that my new life brings on things that I could help people like himself and people like other people I have in my life that are very, very close to me. So with that, thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. Mike can uh, say, you know, my farewell to my company on video here. Um, I don't know what else to say except that uh, it's been a long run. It's been a long run, folks, man. But KOP's going somewhere great. In fact, i got a funny story I want to tell you. Let me just bounce out of all the sentimentality here. Let's get back to who I am. Who am I? I'm the king of pot. I'm going to type what I did. Welcome to the show, Mike Crawford. Big show tonight. Very excited. I'm very happy to see that Michael Malta, nine and a half, almost 10 years since he died in 2013, nominated for Lifetime Achievement at the uh, New England Cannabis Awards. That just made my week, man. I just, yeah. And I'm up there with him. It's uh, him and I. It's like the, uh, can't ask for more. It's just amazing. I am so happy for him, his family, his kids, his grandkids. He's got grandkids now. We're going we're, we're gonna to do a, a little bit of a tribute tonight to him. We got some audio. You heard a little bit of it from his daughter uh, that we, she sent us last night, a voicemail at like 4 a.m. Uh, at work told us a little story. We're going to play the story, you know, her message for you tonight and what she thinks about this lifetime achievement. And we're going to play more of that video. That was Michael Malta. I'm going to talk about how that video came to be, what he was doing in his life, because I think it's very important to talk about him tonight. 
and the history. I think a lot of you jokers out there don't know your history. He's part of the history. King of Pot. I'm gonna put I'm gonna close the show tonight with a video of Michael Malta speaking and it may have been the end. No, actually, no, it was 2013. 2013, uh, the year he passed away. And this was kind of a, a tough time for him because he had been at a company for decades and the deck. The it wasn't a company, a nonprofit, a scientific corporation. Think of it as a scientific society doing education, publishing. He's an operations guy. He's handling all their office stuff, all their, uh, you know, when they sold the books and the publications to the public, he's the one shipping them, you know, doing a lot of that back end stuff. And when Amazon came along, I believe they took a lot of that, that business and kind of outsourced it to Amazon. So they decided to do some layoffs in his department. And my understanding is that they were going to lay off uh, his subordinate who he really loved and who he knew needed the job. So Michael went to them and said, you can't fire him. I'll leave instead. And, and not thinking that they would actually go through with it. He didn't think that they would get rid of him. And they said, okay. And I think it did kind of break his heart. Um, Michael Malta was someone who was, but it, he was also excited. There was a part of him that was very excited that he was going to actually get to do full time with this persona and this activism that he was doing on the King of Pot. Michael Malta was a very special person. And some of the stories you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear a, an example just from his daughter about things that he did that no one else would do. And you're also gonna hear him explain a story about how he went into Best Buy for a job during this time when he was leaving his only job in his life after 30 years, he was basically doing an early retirement and maybe looking for a little extra Christmas money, maybe not even, you know, caring if he got the job. And it, he tells a story, and you're going to see his former activism, how good he was, how he affected and touched people. He touched me. Uh, when he tells the story that we're going to play uh, from 2013, this, this was something that, you know, he was sharing the plight of myself. I was going through some really tough times at that time economically and financially and job wise. And it feels really good to be where I am right now, like 10 years later where he wanted me to be, but those are the toughest times of my life. And for him to kind of do that little story, you know, I think he really kind of felt what a lot of people were going through. And he was using what Michael would do is he would use his privilege to help people to stand up for people. And just like he did with his friend at work, uh, the gentleman you're going to see in this video that we're going to play right at the beginning, he stood up for him and and basically put his own neck on the line. Who does that? You know, Michael and I should have been co in competition, but we weren't. We were never in competition. It was because Michael had so much love. He would never allow us to be in competition. We were always working together, even when we weren't. And at the end, we were finally working truly together. Like we were one team, one party, one, you know, under one corp. It was just amazing to be that way. But for so long, people tried to divide us and we'd secretly go around them to work together. And it's kind of what's missing in this movement. You know, you see people making up shit about people. Weak as shit. But Michael was special. You know, another thing I, I just want to mention, you know, about him, he just, he helped so many people. 
And he stood up at a time when, you know, when I talk about his workplace. So he's working at a scientific organization. They know what he's doing. They know he's an activist. They know he's got a website. They know he calls himself the king of pot. He makes a deal with this, this, this organization that he will never mention their name and never put them in any of his videos if they allow him to continue his activism. And another uh, concession he got at the workplace, and this is pre-medical cannabis. This is when, you know, I was in, in, in looking for work at that point. You would never tell an employer or a future employer that you use cannabis. You just would not bring that up. He negotiated so he could smoke on the roof. He had a medical, you know, he had a medical reason. They knew about it. They considered it medical cannabis. They allowed him to, on his lunch break, go on their roof and smoke cannabis, where I smoked it many times with him while he was working. This is a type of activist that Michael was. And this was before today, where this is probably more commonplace. People expect this. But Michael was a leader. He was educating everyone. And not just on the internet, not just at the Freedom Rally, but in his daily life, at his workplace, his neighbors, the person he would see at Best Buy. He's a special person. And I am so happy tonight that Michael Malta was nominated for this Lifetime Achievement. It's a New England Cannabis uh, Convention Awards. Uh, you can find a link. We're, we're posting on the bottom of the ticker there. You can find a place to vote for him. Uh, there's like five or six great people up for it this year. Danny Danko, a friend of ours. We like him. He's up for it. Kim Napoli, very deserving. Uh, we've had her on the show. She's a longtime uh, kick-ass woman. Uh, she's been doing a lot for a long time. She's also nominated for it, Lifetime Achievement. So congratulations to everyone. I'm also nominated for it, which is awesome. But what I'm most happy about is Michael Malta is getting that recognition. And I suggest everyone vote for him. I would, you know, always like your votes. We're nominated for a bunch of other categories too. Uh, best podcast, best news source, and I'm up for Massachusetts Activist of the Year. I'm also up for the Lifetime Achievement. My dream, I'm not going to say it, but you can probably figure it out. Last year, they gave two people a Lifetime Achievement. I would love to go in with Michael Malta. I just, I mean, that would be my dream. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it doesn't even matter if it happens. The bottom line is Michael was recognized. After nine years, People still talking about him. That makes me happy. And I know it makes him happy. And that's what matters. And I really hope what will make me the most happy is if Michael Malta wins. Like if he gets that award, I'll be very happy. And last year we were nominated for a bunch of awards, including I was nominated for Lifetime Achievement. I didn't win. Uh, it was totally fine. But I didn't go last year. You know, a number of reasons. But, you know, I'm very busy. COVID, you know. This year, I will be there. And there's two reasons I will be there. One is for Michael Malta, to honor Michael Malta, the king of pot. So I hope to see everyone at the New England Cannabis Awards this year. And the reason, number one, is Michael Malta. The reason, number two, is Lorna McMurray. I want to go to represent the workers and what happened with Lorna this year and all the people who have been voting for us and supporting our work this year. Because I feel like the mission for us is there more than ever. So I'm going to be there for those two folks. And I'm going to be proud and happy to be there. It's not going to be a celebration so much because, you know, I will be celebrating Michael Malta. There's no doubt about it. Um, but there's going to be a part of me that's going to be, you know, miss, missing him, honoring him, and uh, remembering that, you know, his family is still missing him. 
You know, I wish I had been around uh, Jackie and Kristen, his two daughters who are awesome uh, over the last few years, but I've seen them do so well. And I know he's very proud of them. Uh, they're both married, happily married with kids now. And uh, it's very exciting to see that end of it. But again, I, I will be a little bit uh, wanting to bring some attention to the workers and what's going on with Lona McMurray as well. So I want to thank everyone uh, for supporting us. And I really appreciate that you voted and you got nominated Michael Malta for this lifetime achievement. Uh, we're going to play to close the show. We're going to play the video of Michael Malta when he goes into Best Buy and applies for some seasonal work that is like temp work. That's not even full time at Best Buy, and they tell him he wants to take a drug, that they that he needs to take a drug test. You're going to hear what Michael does, and it's great. And you're also, to open it up, we're also going to play uh, some audio uh, from Michael's daughter, Kristen. We're going to play the whole uh, voicemail that she left us late last night from work on her third shift. Uh, she's a nurse. His daughter's kick-ass. They're both, like, very kick-ass people, and it's no surprise they come from the best, Michael Malta. So you're going to hear Kristen Malta. Oh, I say Kristen Malta. Her, her real name now is Kristen Imhoff. Uh, you'll hear that. She's married Peter. Peter's a great guy. And uh, the other daughter, Jackie, has also uh, recently uh, married a great guy named Dennis. So they have two. I love the guys, too. Like, I love the, the woman in this uh, family just as much as the guys, Dennis and uh, Peter and Kristen and Jackie. They are just the best people. So let's hear, we're going to hear the voicemail uh, from his daughter uh, about this award and what she thinks about it. And also a little story about her and her dad. And then you're going to hear KLP himself. I also want to thank uh, the folks who posted photos today, Scott Madeline, Donna Hackett, uh, Jen Marie. And I want to thank the folks who took the photos that we're sharing. Some of them are mine. Some of them are general, a lot of them are Jen Marie. She takes great photos as well as Valerie Malta. And I'm sure some other folks are missing, but I want to thank everyone for sharing those photos tonight uh, that we're going to share on our time, on our, on our video and our tribute to Michael Malta tonight. Him, thank everyone. Michael Malta, the king of pop, KOP. Don't forget again, go to his website. I did repeat that. I don't want to repeat it again. If you want me to, I'm going to repeat it again to you. Okay, www.kopproductions.com. You understand what I mean? Hi, Mike. This is Kristen Emhoff. I hope you're doing well. I want to thank you for having me on the show to speak on behalf of my dad, Michael Malta, known to many in the movement as the King of Pot. I also want to thank you for campaigning for him and keeping his name alive since his death almost a decade later. We lost my dad to a massive heart attack in 2013. He had suffered with depression, anxiety, OCD for most of his life, and marijuana helped him get through each day and be the father, friend, husband, and person that everyone wishes to have in their life. He dedicated more than half of his life to the marijuana movement, and I know he touched so many people's lives and even helped save some people's lives, specifically his friends from the movement who reached out to me directly telling me he did so. He had the biggest heart, and he made everyone who he met feel like they were the most important person in this world. He dedicated hours to research on medical marijuana, created podcasts and shows, was an active participant in the Boston Freedom Rally, and even made it on stage and got to speak one year 
and he had a blast with you. He thought the world of you. If anyone ever had a stigma on marijuana use, all you had to do was speak to my dad and he would change your mind. I was just telling my friends how when I was in 10th grade, we were assigned persuasive essays. He was all excited and helped me write mine on legalizing marijuana. This was 20 years ago, mind you, when you couldn't even mention marijuana. Little did I know we had to read our essays in front of the class. So while everyone is reading theirs on how they would persuade their parents to let them get a dog or belly ring, here I am reading why marijuana should be legal. Needless to say, I did get an A and my dad raved about it to the world. If only he could have seen where we are at today, that he had a huge part in decriminalizing and legalizing marijuana. And then to know that he was nominated for the Lifetime Achievement Award, he would be so proud of all of you and of, of himself. I just wish he got to feel that proudness and see it all here on earth. My dad was the most amazing person, and I'm not just saying this because he's my dad, but because he deserves it. He truly put his whole heart and soul into the movement, and besides his family, the movement was his life. Thank you for having me. I wish you all well, and congratulations to you all. And I want to thank all you guys for supporting me over the years, that's for sure. It's, you know, one person that made it happen in the Boston area for me was uh, Mike Cannon. And, uh, if it wasn't for him, you guys wouldn't have probably known of me because I was doing a lot of shit nationally and he didn't even know of me. And you already know that story, but uh, I hope to be able to do a lot more with him in the future. And I hope now that my new life brings on things that I could help people like himself and people like other people I have in my life that are very, very close to me. So with that, thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. I can uh, say, you know, my farewell to my company on video here. Um, I don't know what else to say except that uh, it's been a long run. It's been a long run, folks, man. But KOP's going somewhere great. In fact, i got a funny story I want to tell you. Let me just bounce out of all the sentimentality here. Let's get back to who I am. Who am I? I'm the king of pot. I'm going to type what I did. I was in Best Buy this past weekend. You know, all the Christmas rush, all those drones going out there buying for, you know, buying gifts. They don't have money to buy, but, you know, they're buying them and they're putting on their credit card. So I'm in the line and I'm waiting and I see this sign in Best Buy. You know what it says? It says, 10 bucks an hour, 12 bucks an hour, I don't know what it was, to stock shelves. But it was only a temporary thing. Okay, which means I'm going to go in there a couple of days a week and I'm going to stock shelves. Okay, so out of kicks and giggles, KOP walks up to the cash register, pays for the little video game, and then asks, hey, what's about this? Oh, they were all excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get somebody. Let me get some. Some young kid comes out. I'd say young, 30s. And, I, and he looks at me and he says, oh, come in my office. I go into his office. I sit down. Gives me the application. I get the application. He says, you can take it with you? Oh, you can fill it out here. I said, no, I'll fill it out here. So I start filling out the application. He's talking to me. He's saying, oh, you're, losing your, uh, you're leaving your job, retiring. Oh, you know this isn't a full-time job. I, I know it's not a full-time I just want to do this for a few days. This isn't a Best Buy job. Okay, yeah, I understand that. But we'll fill out the application, and I give it back to the gentleman. I said, let me know. And start to get up. He goes, oh, one more thing. I said, one more thing. So I sat back down. So he hands me another piece of paper. Let me show you what I did. So he hands me the paper. I look at it. I get up. That's what I did, folks. I'm looking at this paper. You know what this paper was? I'm going to tell you. I said to him, and I quote, I said to him, 
you got to be fucking kidding me. Well, when I said that, his, his jar opened and he said, something wrong? I said again, you got to be fucking kidding me. I go, this isn't even a Best Buy job. This is a stock job. And he goes, yeah, what's the problem? I said, you see this? I said, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? I smoke marijuana. I'm the king of pot. That's what I do. I smoke marijuana. So why would I want to fill out this drug test? Well, meanwhile, the guy's like, he's got his mouth hanging open. And I'm staring right at him. He doesn't really know what to say. You know? I kind of feel bad for him, but I said, you got to be kidding me. I'm the king of pot. And you want me to take a drug test. So after that, I just said, you know, forget about it. I threw, I threw the thing on the ground. His mouth's hanging open, meanwhile, while I turned around and started walking out. And as I got, like, a little ways out, I kind of looked back, and I could just see him sitting there in, like, awe. He was in awe. He was in complete awe. Because I don't think anybody has done that to him. I don't think anybody does stuff like that. But you know what? I'm not phony. So I'm going to... If I have to lecture or educate him, I will. Right on in a job.